We in the building As per usual Yeah Them dudes The most infamous Super duty How do we do it? It's innate I think you're right It's a gift It's funny You know Getting in front of the mic Just activated that gift (laughs) Right It was deep inside of our DNA And we didn't even know it Had no clue None None Nah man It's like some ninja shit Yeah You know It was like a Podcasting sleeper cell (laughs) (laughs) Right (laughs) Right Podcasting sleeper set. Yeah. You know, uh, some Manchurian candidate type shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just get activated. You just do some shit you didn't even know you was programmed to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's us. That's us. The most infamous. Yeah. We heard shook ones and it was like, yank, <laughs> activate. Podcast act powers activate. <laughs> Shape of <laughs> super duty. <laughs> Form of tough work. Yeah, we're like the Wonder Twins, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, a beautiful day in the hood. Definitely it's that. Very, it's very quiet now. Yeah. Yeah. I have new neighbors. Yeah. I see. Family people. Nice and quiet. Who seem to mind their business. Yeah. Got a couple youths. Yeah. A couple like children. Yeah, they seem to be very responsible. Mm-hmm. Car seats and whatnot. Yeah. No riffraff. Nice. Which nice. I kind of like. Yeah. You know, so yeah, man, the podcast, we're here. We are, we are. <sighs> How's life with you? Life is good, man. Work is work, you know, busy. Jobs. Jobs and things. Mm-hmm. What'd I tell you? Works and things. Motherfucking jobs, man. <laughs> Ain't nothing but work. <laughs> Ain't no work, man. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, things are good. I'm I'm um, starting to write and record some things. Okay. Okay. So excited about creative that. things. Creative things. Creative things are happening. That's always good. Yeah. That's always good. Yeah, I've been going back finding a lot of the stuff that I lost through oh, the hard drive crash and uh, well, just the it, the the demos of them. Okay. And then I've been going back to the hard drive, seeing what I had and mm-hmm. what I didn't, and uh, it was equal parts encouraging and sad. <laughs> Right, because you're like, oh, yeah, that one. Because you're listening, like, yo, this is fire, right? And you're like, oh, this is gone. <laughs> Do you did you um did you name them in a way where you could maybe recreate the uh, the music? No, but I'll say this: like, the majority of stuff I lost, thankfully, like I mentioned, like my album, my rap stuff was all pretty much wrapped right, and done, right, right. and uh, so that's good, but the the project that i kind of lost a lot of was like the one where i was singing on the whole thing and uh that one is where like thankfully i can replay yeah those things because it's just it's not sample based right but yeah but at the same time it's like damn Mm -hmm. i should have been dropped this shit yeah fuck's wrong with me man yeah man (sighs) is it the shit that i've had for i did more stuff after that like you've had that stuff and then I did a bunch after that. It's been like three years. Yeah. Maybe. I had like two CDs full of songs. <laughs> yeah, man. Just holding on for dear life. Why? For I, No clue. No clue. Got to get over that. Man. Yeah. So so I just been going back and like getting into recreating those things in the pre-production and post-production all over again. And uh, mm. now I'm super focused because I'm like, okay, this, you're not going to sit on this again. Right. You just got to get this out to the people. 
Yeah. So it's about to be on. Good work. It's about to be on. Twenty great team. You know nice. what I'm saying? Nice. Got things and announcements in a couple of weeks that's gonna be, you know, good. Awesome sauce. So uh, you know, that's it, man. Just trying to be amazing. Dope. dope. More every day. Dope. I, I saw that uh Eric B and Rakim are going on tour and coming nowhere close to Columbus. I was kind of upset about that. Why they hate? <laughs> I have no idea. Rakim man. has been here multiple times. Yeah, we open for Rakim. Yeah, yeah but I'm just I'm, we haven't saw Eric B and him together. Yeah, that's not cool. And it's like you know it's what like twelve dates maybe, but it's all major cities. But it, they don't even hit Chicago. Like Chicago, I would think about going. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Chicago is only six hours. It's an easy drive. Like I would think about that one. And you know what? It might not be final. Right. Hopefully it's not. You know, sometimes you just yeah. gotta announce that first set. Mm-hmm. Dates and then you're like, okay, now that we got these, right? Let's fill in the drive from Philly to Chicago right. or Philly to whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, then you throw a little Columbus in there. Yeah, it'd be nice, Cleveland man. In there, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know the words of every song, on right? Show. Exactly. It can't be a bad show, it, right? It can't be. That's why, that, <laughs> like, because when we opened his new album, that just came yeah. out, and he did some of the old joints, but he did a lot of the new stuff, yeah. so it wasn't as well. Know. He ended with the new shit. Yeah, he ended that with the new shit. shit. Was, yeah, I'm sorry, with the old, with shit. the old, the old stuff. Shit. Yeah, yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was dope. You know what I'm saying? But this is him and Eric B. Yeah, yeah. You know? Ain't no new shit. Yeah, it's, it's joints, classics, joints all day. Yeah, I'm with that for a good hour and a half. It's and probably yeah. just joints. And we actually talked. Did we not talk about this topic? We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Very recently, you know, about making shows special. Uh-huh. That's when we know it's a special show. Right. Before we, we even know. get there, man. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So this week we should talk about something. Yes, sir. Uh, this week's topic was thrown to us by one of our uh, loyal listeners, avid, avid loyal listeners, and this is actually uh, my dude uh, Adam Illiswalenta, who I've done you know music and art. And he's illustrated my books, and mm-hmm. uh, his topic came straight from Twitter. And I'm going to read his topic, and it goes: um, Rappers who rap about being better than everyone and talk shit about whack MCs, but never name drop and co-sign some of the wackest shit in real life. Who are they talking about? Who's whack? Why is it taboo to hate? Whackness. It's not. But it is. <sighs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh we're gonna talk about why whackness is tolerated, man, in yeah. this episode because I gotta agree with him. Things are a little bit different now. Very different, dog. You know. Extremely different. And uh back in the day, certain things would not have been tolerated. And even over the last 10, 15 years, things have changed. Yeah, man. And uh we're gonna talk about that in episodes, you know, why whackness is tolerated, man. Yeah, because y'all be y'all be putting your stamp of approval <laughs> on some garbage. <laughs> hot garbage. Steaming piles of hot yeah, garbage. <laughs> So we'll be right back. Word. We got you stuck off the realness. The most infamous. You heard of us. Official podcast murderers. The show comes equipped with few points to share. Grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow. So go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode. You're not alone in this world, cousin. So we share information and honest discussion and keep repping a culture like we supposed to. They spread gossip, but they never come close to. I can hear it inside their tone they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you 
now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint. Raw and uncut, adult conversations. No shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Yeah, man. Word. We back. The toleration of whackness. Mm. Attack the whack. Attack the whack. <laughs> Attack the whack. Man. Why whackness is tolerated, man? This is a topic that hits close to home. Yeah. And not even on some generational shit, just in general, because we like new shit. But yeah. it is a different social climate now. Yeah, I was listening to, I was actually listening to the radio mm-hmm. on my way over here. Yeah. And this is a perfect topic for my 15 minute drive from work. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you put yourself through that? <laughs> because I always do it at least. Maybe once a month You just want to get that feeling Or you just know, confirmation Just confirmation And and it's like I want to see what Yeah People think is the hot shit You know what I mean And it's like No You know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> It's like Nah bro This ain't it Nah it's not <laughs> You know And the thing is It was like Cause, cause it's the The five o'clock mix You know what I mean So yeah. it's like You know straight No, no commercial And the thing is like the DJ, quote unquote, um, was mixing the joints, but the beats are so similar. It didn't even sound everything like sound the same. Yeah, that's true. That the tempos the are the same. Yep. The the you know it sound like one long song. That's crazy. And it was it was it was very disappointing and disheartening. And <laughs> did you get sad? Were you sad? You look real sad. <laughs> like you got the logic about to cry over it this. Was, like his heart is broken over here. It was a little bit sad. It's just. <laughs> Every time I and, and it's and it's bad because I do it to myself like about once a month. Yeah, why you do this? Like to I'll yourself? just put the radio on. I'll have it on all day. You know what I mean? And it just hurts that this is what it's come to now. Oh, here it is, man. This man's over here crying. <laughs> Hip hop, man. It just hurts. It's man. hurt. It's really just hurt. It hurts, man. That this is what it's come to, and this is what is accepted. You know, in these streets. <laughs> okay, well that's we'll talk about reason number one. <laughs> Reason number one why whackness is tolerated, which we kind of alluded to, mm-hmm. what we're going to dive into is there is a generational difference going yes. on. Now, as we've spoken to in this podcast many times, we kind of old school. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We kind of new school. We suck in between. But one thing that's different in between our generation and the previous generation is that we didn't come up in the everybody gets a trophy era. Right. We came up in the era of Second place is first in a long line of losers era. Right. <laughs> right, straight up. Straight up. So if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> right, you know right. what I'm saying? And we didn't get no participation trophies, bruh. Nah. None nah, of that shit. It was nah. we didn't do uh, I've seen a, a study that 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 uh maybe a couple years ago online, and someone will have to research this while I'm talking about it, but there was a study that talked about how how kids are taught in elementary school between the difference between our generation and the now generation is that their generation was raised on more group projects. Mm-hmm. So our generation was grazed, graded more on individuality. Right. Like stand up by yourself and present your project. Right. Not everyone sit at a table and work together. Mm-hmm. Now, the advantage of that is that it made us more individualistic, right? But the disadvantage of theirs is that 
okay, you know how to work within a group, but you then define success as your position within a group, which means that a lot of times you're going to have people who are who are agreeing on shit because they don't want to be ostracizing that group. Right. They don't want to be the the lone wolf. Right. The black sheep. Which is why we can call some shit whack and not give a fuck. Right. And the thing is, like saying that something is not good is not I ain't hating. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. like the common line. If I like, if I don't like it, I don't like it. I don't mean that I'm hating. It's simple, man. I just don't like this shit. Yeah, this, this and it's okay. Good. It's and it's okay to say that, right? Right. Like, but generationally, I think we're in a different area because a lot of people do find it very uncomfortable to speak honestly about certain things, yes, especially in public. Yes. And I can say that even about this podcast, like. I've lost count of the amount of artists who say, I can't believe y'all name names on this podcast. <laughs> that y'all go in. Y'all, like go, y'all go in. Yeah. Yeah. Like we actually are one of the only people mm-hmm. who are artists who actually will go in on some shit without fear. Right. And we're not just necessarily hating. We're just saying this shit is, is whack. We're calling it for what it is. But you got to understand a lot of artists are afraid. Yeah. I mean, we went on Q-Tip and we love Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, and I love Tip, man. <laughs> I love Tribe Called Quest. I love him, Quest. but I had to call it like I see it. Right, right. I can't give, I can't give bars to everybody but him. Right, right. You know, right. just because I like his records now, I can't call him out for bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a trip, man. So, like, I think there's a generational difference. And you've got children, so you might see this shit firsthand more than I even see Oh, I see it every day. I see it every day. And I mean, it's hard for my kids. To, like, I have to sometimes force them to listen to certain things and they realize they might like it or they just be like, I don't like this. You know, like yeah. my kids won't. They don't even like Jay-Z. Mm. They don't like the new Jay-Z. They don't like the old Jay-Z. They don't like Jay-Z, you know, like, but they love some sci high. You know, I showed yeah. them that and they was like, oh, this is dope. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's more on their, you know, in the vein of what they like, even though he's a better MC and a better lyricist and writer yeah. than most of the shit that they listen to. It's more on their wavelength. Yeah. And I just think because like we were talking about off air, the standards are they, they don't they grew up in whackness. Yeah. You That's know? all they know. That, that All they know is trap. Yeah. And you don't really have to be like there's technical things that were required Mm-hmm. of the rappers that we grew up listening to right that are not required of many of the new popular artists correct and i think that in and of itself just that little thing mm-hmm. forget about what the content of what they're saying mm-hmm. forget about how they're presenting themselves right. technically technically the technical art of rapping has changed very much so. uh since we started and for us growing up you would look at it, you would listen to rappers when we grew up and you would be intimidated by them Mm -hmm. thinking i can never be as dope as nas i can never be as dope as rakim why would i ever want to rap like have you heard that guy (laughs) right you know now people listen to rap and they think i can do that right that's easy i'll do this tomorrow yeah i've got a song that's that's maybe 75 percent as good technically Mm -hmm. as everything i'm hearing on the radio right and that to me is a whole different way of looking at it and i think we have to be able to discuss that so people understand that if we're saying I don't like this, it's not just because it's new, mm-hmm. because there are many new artists who carry the flag of technicality right, that right. we grew up on. Right. They right. get the stamp. But it's a lot of them that we feel like, hey, wait a minute. You can't let that part go. Right. You know, you can talk about what you want to talk about. But 
have some chops as a rapper. Mm-hmm. Now chops are not quite as important anymore. Nah, it's more about it's more about the content. Yeah, it's more about the beat, yeah. and it's less about how you say things, right. style, sounding like an individual, yeah. standing out amongst the crowd. It's very rare that I mean the reason that the people that's on top are on top is because in in the in the sea of all of this crap, you know, a lot of a lot of them sa- have their own individualized sound or you know they pioneered something new in this generation and that's the only way that they're standing out amongst you know the whole sea of of mediocrity (laughs) yeah yeah it's true and so that that's reason number one like why wackness is tolerated because Mm -hmm. there's a generational difference that has nothing to do with music at all all it's social yeah it's social like we have a a completely different way of expressing Mm mm-hmm this thing that that we're evaluating and that's you know that's number one yeah so number two numero dos why whackness is tolerated it's tolerated because now growth is public Mm -hmm. what i mean by this is that back in the day let's say motown signed stevie wonder when he was probably 13 Mm -hmm. 14 his first record didn't come out he was maybe 16 17 development what was he doing all those years behind closed doors artist development wonder was being developed as an artist songwriter musician the reason they didn't put him out or didn't put it you've never heard stevie wonder's 13 year old demos have you Mm -hmm. oh new set of demos when stevie was 13 have emerged you never have you probably never will because the understanding was that he was not at his best yet Mm -hmm. and because he wasn't at his best yet he shouldn't be judged in a public sphere for that. Right. The difference now is that now we get to watch artists develop in public, putting out their whack demos, putting out their little mixtapes of of them just trying right. for four or five years. Mm-hmm. And then, but we're supposed to say now, because you called it a mixtape, mm-hmm. because you didn't call it an album. We give you a pass. Right. <laughs> because by the previous standards, we would have said, yo, this is not, artistically your best you shouldn't be releasing this right but what they are doing is they're 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 taking away that ability to critique Mm -hmm. when they do that by saying this is just something i threw out there this is just a little mixtape you know what i'm saying this is this is this is this is light you know what i'm saying this is light work this (laughs) light bars light bars this ain't nothing you know what i'm saying i I, i'm gonna hit you with the real album and then 10 years later Mm -hmm. they'll hit you with a real album or they'll call it an album even though they've been dropping albums every year right for 10 years yeah and we're watching this growth from them being i with potential too good mm-hmm. you know what i mean and or it, continually to, to be, be all right yeah to be all right maybe they yeah. never get better right yeah. uh, but their growth is now public and because it's public people are less inclined to critique it yeah because they give them a pass you're more likely like if you if you see somebody you know that don't have a jump shot playing ball and you see them working on the jump shot you're more inclined to say he's trying <laughs> He's working on it. I know he's in the gym. I'll give him a chance. You know what I'm saying? I'll give him a chance. But, you know, in, in two, three years, he's going to be nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you're more inclined to but give he, him that. But he better not shoot that shit in no game. Right. You better hold that. You <laughs> right. better pass that. You know what I'm saying? You better go for a layup. Because that's what we would critique. Like, right. yo, you better go to the fucking rack. You don't you don't shoot no jump shots with that thing. Right. You you know, but now it's like we're watching people practice their jump shot in real games. Yeah. They're like, go ahead. The, the crowd is like go ahead shoot it yeah, go ahead he's so young it's okay yeah, go ahead and try to he's shoot really it. trying yeah. i 
see you trying. You keep on. You he's keep got trying. so much potential. Right. Meanwhile, he's 0 for 36. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, people are, the, and that's the thing. People are given a pass due to potential as opposed to actual yeah. present moment talent yeah. and ability. And it's not, that's that's not how it works. That's not how it should work. No, no, no. That's no. not how it should work. Your potential is developed in, in the basement. You know what I'm saying? When you when it's just you and your turntables, when it's just you and your mixing board or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Learning the craft. Yes. That's when your talent is developed. Not it shouldn't be just in the public eye like that. I agree. And and that kind of disarms people. Right. You know, um so yeah, that's number two. <laughs> they don't want to be mean and say they don't want to be mean. That shit whack. <laughs> well, I just started two months ago. Exactly. I, well, you shouldn't be showing me this shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's what you want to say it's, but but you know what also disarms people you just remind me of is the whole i'm not a rapper i'm a hustler right uh defense. right oh yeah because guys I'm really a rapper you know what i'm saying i just do this shit because you know what i'm saying i'm I just good got some at things it. to say yeah. you know what i mean y'all <laughs> rapping i'm just talking about my life right this shit is real i'm just hey these ain't bars this is my life so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all keep rapping. I'm gonna right. get this money. Right. Like that's how rappers are talking nowadays. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy, and it disarms you because now you can't critique. Oh, am I critiquing a rapper or a hustler, or is he a a, a, a drug dealer who just raps because he's bored? That's a dumb argument, though. It is. It's a cop out. It's, it's a cop out. All these things are meant to disarm you. Yeah. From critique. Yeah. Right. So that's number two. Yeah. All right. Number three. And this is a real one. Mm. The number three reason why whackness is tolerated is because the local checks and balances have been bypassed. Yeah, there's no Bernie's. There's no there's no groove shacks anymore. Look, in 2018, I think it's amazing that there's no gatekeeping. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's fucked up that there's no gatekeeping. Yes, it's very fucked up because we had to be we had to get through the gatekeepers to get here. Right. The gatekeepers, as fucked up as it sounds, have a very important function in art. The gatekeepers job is to ensure quality yes by any means necessary yes even if they are jackasses Mm -hmm. even if they're fucking wrong sometimes the fact that they own that someone needs to critique and cut certain motherfuckers out of certain things serves an important function very much it's it's it it happens in every fucking thing it's no different than like fucking lions attacking the fucking weakest fucking wildebeest to the fucking junk why because this motherfucker ain't as fast as the fastest motherfucker who got away natural selection bitch you out of (laughs) here you about to get ate yes you ate and the 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 punishment is death that's it we had motherfuckers who would not let us on the mic Mm -hmm. who would not give us a show who would not promote us who would not uh, co-sign us until we had emerged so far beyond them Mm -hmm. and proven ourselves so much locally that they could not deny us what you have now is that the local scenes are being bypassed. Yeah, because everybody got a computer. Right. Everybody got a camera phone. Everybody got a freaking, you know, everybody can get online. So they, yeah. everybody got a YouTube page. I saw someone tweet the other day. Their tweet was this. It said, man, paying dues locally is dead. It's better off. You you better off just making something viral. Fuck paying dues locally. Fuck, fuck being known locally. Just make some viral shit. They were dead ass serious. Of course they are. And I was just like, wow, that's a weird mentality. That's kind of like saying, uh, you know, don't practice. Right. As long as you can dunk 
yeah. you can play with us. Yeah. See, I think, I think I think this point goes back to the generational thing and the yeah. respect for the local scene, because, you know, it's it's a small scene now here in Columbus. But from what it was when we were coming up, yeah, there's it's nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Anymore. And it's just wild that it's it's changed so much. And I think it's like that in a lot of cities around yeah, because the Internet. Yeah, because it, it's, it's it's changed it all. Yeah. Like even even when we were coming up, you still had to. This the whole process of submitting your music to blogs mm-hmm. and getting them to write about it or right. websites that in and of itself enforced this gatekeeping, this filtering process right. that on a whole helped the art form. Mm-hmm. The art form progresses when people are not too scared to filter and, and, and fix it and correct it. I remember having a conversation with one of my guys from a band here and I think I can't remember the name of his band, but they used to, I won't say it. They used to always call this band that like y'all are some snobs because they were all art kids. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, they were like, y'all are snobs. Y'all don't play shows with all these other bands and y'all don't. And he did an interview once. And he basically said, pretension is needed to further the art. Yeah. If you're not willing to be pretentious, then the art can't move forward. Right. And that shit is actually fucking true. Yeah, very true. You know, like. <clears throat> All being pretentious is, is drawing a line, mm-hmm. setting a standard that's a little bit further than what everyone else sets. Right. That's it. It don't got to be no crazy shit like, yo, don't make a beat unless you can fucking read music. No one's saying that shit. Right. We're just saying, hey, learn how to make beats. Mm-hmm. Hey, study the craft. Hey, learn about records. Mm-hmm. Hey, study this. Da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? Like pay some kind of dues and honor to the art form itself before mm-hmm. you jump out here and make this shit public. Mm-hmm. And uh, But when you say that now. Mm-hmm. You look pretentious as fuck. Yeah, in general, cats don't. They're not feeling it because you sound old. Yeah, to them. To them. Yeah. You sound old to them. Because that's the old way. way. Why don't I just do some viral shit? And then just think about like how, what kind of mode that puts art in when you tell someone that, look, all it's about is making something that's so ridiculous enough to be viral. Mm -hmm. It's not about having a good body of work. Mm -hmm. It's about one thing. Mm-hmm. You blow up one little thing, one little idea, and your career is made. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to have anyone. No one needs to know you in your hometown. You don't need to learn how to play a show before you get a show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to have put out any records. You don't need to know any of this shit. Any of these skills that you learn from navigating your, your local scene. Fuck all that. Make something that goes viral, blow up, and fuck everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad that that's yeah. the way that a lot of kids look at it. Yeah. One thing that I've, I've noticed, though, here in Columbus, that there is a small collective of MCs that play locally yes. and they pack shows and they're building their name that way. And it's not a lot of. Oh, no, no, no. But it's a good it's a good core piece that I've been keeping my eye on. Just yeah. saying, looking, watching like. It makes me smile. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's what they should be doing. Yeah, it's, it's that's really what they cool, should be doing. You know. Yeah, it's just it's wild because yeah, when you when you look at like what was going on before, like you're saying with Bernie's, we would go to Bernie's and there was always someone new down there every time. Somebody who yeah. tried to get on the mic before anybody knew who they were. Yeah, and, and they me. would never get the mic. Nope. Like it would almost and it wouldn't be spoken. It would just be unspoken. The mic is being passed to everyone but them during the open mic and everyone's killing. And by the time they get ready to rap, the lights are coming on. Mm-hmm. The bartenders are kicking people out and Prism is like, all right, I'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. All right. Y'all, y'all got to go. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Yeah. And um, 
that whether people liked it or not, it helped push people mm-hmm. in the same way that when I went to the first open mics, when I went to, th- you know, the Thieves World or when I went to fucking, you know, Groove Shack. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. They're not just giving this mic to everybody. Oh, yeah. This ain't no sign up like open you mic. To, you had to sit back and watch. Yeah. You had to get in some ciphers outside. Yes. Before you even got a chance yep. to touch the mic. That's the only way I got on the mic because I, I knew copying them and I, yep. I was in some ciphers outside to where people was like, oh, this little kid can rap. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to let him on the mic. Yeah. He can rap. Yeah, it is true. Cause yeah, I was like, "Yo, no one knows me here." Yeah, I'm not getting on this mic. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm gonna watch for a while. Yeah. You know, not even living in Columbus at the time, but I was amazed by it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, this is really dope. How it, how cats know cats, but it's like you don't have to police this shit. Which, but, but that's why that scene was so much doper than like the average open mic that you go to. Right. If you go to an average poetry open mic or just random open mic, people on guitar, if you sign up, you get to play. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's nobody to say, you suck. Mm-hmm. Because, and I can't let you play yet because we care about the quality of open mic. Right. No one's saying that. Nah. It's like, oh, you paid five bucks, you signed up first, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. And then you can proceed to suck and chase people out the room and everyone <laughs> fucking hates you and no one wants to tell you that you suck. Right. But then you get to come back every week and fucking do that. And maybe you grow from that. But I think that there's something to be gained in that rejection that you get yeah. when people are filtering you saying, you know what? Not you're not quite ready yet. We yeah. don't know you yet. I'm sorry. You got to do some more. Getting the ciphers, yeah. getting the ciphers outside. Something. That's where everybody starts out at. You got to get in the yeah. ciphers outside so they can hear your voice yeah. and see if you're worthy yeah. Of getting on the mic. But that shit is gone. Yeah. So that's number three? That is. All right, we'll take a break. Yep. To all the listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, this is Blueprint here to let you know that we finally have our first merchandise item for the podcast. And that merchandise item is the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie. The hoodie comes in a dark heather gray hoodie with light blue print and that hoodie is for sale right now at waitlist.net if you've ever thought how can i support the podcast or how can i support these guys i've learned a lot and i want to i want to rep the squad if you want to rep the squad of those who are informed about super duty tough work go to waitlist.net and pick up your super duty tough work hoodie right now while supplies last don't sleep on this because when they're gone we might do a super duty tough shirt at some point who knows but it's taking us long enough to get the hoodie so my advice to you is to not sleep and if you want to rep the squad and also support the movement financially do that when you order on waitlist.net there will also be some items that will be discounted for those who order the hoodie so for example you might be able to get certain albums uh discounted or you might out be able to get like the movie discounted so go to waitlist.net get your order on and we thank you for your support back to the program back in the building those guys yeah, talking about the toleration of whackness mm. why son why oh, i don't get it many, i mean i get it but i don't yeah. get it you know there's many factors clearly many many <laughs> factors so yeah we did we did three already we're gonna do number four man why whackness is tolerated reason number four and this is one that i felt coming on mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s when it started yeah. the word hating <laughs> you just a hater yeah it's totally ruined critique you just hate it the word hating has ruined the ability to critique i remember this man look 
I went to New York one time and I was at this club. It was me, Cryptic, and Alaska, and Wind and Breeze from Adam's Fam. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like maybe 2001. This okay. is when the term player hating was new. Prime time. Yeah, it, it hadn't been abbreviated to just hating yet. Right. You know, not everywhere. And so I remember Cryptic was talking to this girl outside the club and she had a girlfriend who was whatever. Right. But I was like designated. Wing, wingman yeah yeah so my job was to just talk to this other girl and keep her distracted mm-hmm. while he locked it down with his right, girl right and i knew the drill mm-hmm. we did this many times <laughs> you know right. you know your game yeah you know the game yeah you know so i'm talking to this other girl and i'm just being nice being super nice and she was a big chick you know what mm-hmm. i mean like she was definitely probably about five ten good 200 you know what i'm saying not skinny mm-hmm. you know and uh i remember at some point she just kept cryptic was behind me talking to her friend mm-hmm. and she just kept yelling stuff over my shoulder to the girl to it. to her girl and the cryptic and just interrupting being rude and i was like yo stop hating <laughs> <laughs> she said what i said you a hater she said <gasps> Like this was when the word was new. Right. Like she was in motherfucking shock, dog. She said, "Are you saying I'm a fucking hater? What are you? What?" Like she was, she went ballistic. Yeah. We're yeah. standing outside the club in New York City. I'm like, "Yo, chill out. Why you stop hating on my man? Let him talk to your girl. It's going good. They ain't call you over there. Right? They let them talk. Yeah, let you t- let them talk. No, I know, no, no, dog. Don't you know this girl took a swung on me? A swing on me." word for being called a hater yes wow. she cocked back like you called her a bitch or something uh, yeah i didn't call her a bitch until she <laughs> swung on me you know what i mean right dog she cocked back and swung from my grill i step out we like oh shit this big ass bitch is trying to fight me because i called her a hater <laughs> this shit was crazy bro Oh man! Oh, cause I called her a hater. Like dudes had to rush in, like Alaskan went and break us up. I was just trying to be the wingman. Mm-hmm. But this goes to show you, like that word used to mean something, right? Yeah, it used to have some meaning. Yeah, like a and it's short for player hater. Right, that means you're hating on someone who's successful, mm-hmm. who's doing some shit because you don't want to see them shine. Right, yo, she know I was right. Right, that's why she got so mad. <laughs> That's why she got so offended. You know, I was right. And so, like, um, I say that to say this now. Anytime you critique anything, they tell you that you're hate. Yeah, it's just a place filler now. Yeah. It's a place filler. I mean, websites don't even write album reviews anymore. Not really. You don't really see that, right? It's just, oh, your album's out. Let's do some press. Hmm. But they never talk about the records themselves really anymore. Hmm. It's weird. And I think a lot of it is that anytime you critique art, now people have been taught to say that your critique is because you don't want to see them successful right not because you want to have an honest dialogue about the about thing. how whack they record is right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean like i got some dude i got some bad reviews in my life yeah you know what i mean me too and i've never been like oh they just hating on me i've been like oh well maybe they just didn't feel it yeah it just wasn't the record for them because i've gotten confirmation on the other end like yo this shit is dope and sometimes you got sometimes you got to hear that sometimes yeah. that shit make you get in the lab a little a little more yes. focused next time yes it's like yo i want that dude that told me that my album was whack to write a favorable review for the next record yeah. And I'm a focus, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of shit 
gives me you know ammunition it drives me yeah you know i don't i don't look at people hating because it's shit that i don't like yeah that a lot of other people like and i ain't hating i just don't like the shit yeah i'm glad you're successful <laughs> right i ain't buying the shit but <laughs> congratulations you know <laughs> exactly you know? exactly but now it's, it's tough because that word is so it's used again to like to neutralize critique. Right. Yeah. You know I what I mean? I can't be a hater. Yeah, it disarms you yeah. against any kind of critique. If you th- and as an artist, if you think that anybody who critiques your art is hating, then man, you're never gonna hear what maybe you need to hear to mm-hmm. progress your art forward. Right. Because, you know, true critique, the a requirement for true critique is honesty. Right. And knowing that you can say that from a safe place. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everyone has that relationship with everybody you don't want to give everybody that shit but i mean come on if you're putting it and what people do nowadays is oh yeah just you'll listen to this and give me some feedback mm-hmm. they don't want feedback mm-hmm. i've learned this over the years oh yeah many of them don't well most of them don't. what they want is you to tell them it's dope right they want good feedback right which they should say they, they say hey man listen to this and give me some feedback yeah. instead of hey listen to this and just give me some good feedback. Yeah, don't tell me what you don't like about it. <laughs> right. Tell me everything that you do like about it. Because that's the truth. Right. The truth is that they only want the feedback if it's good. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear the, you know what, this is good, but this section right here could be a little right. stronger and you kind of lost me here and I don't understand that. They don't want to hear that. See, that's the shit that you hate I, me. I, I need to hear that shit. That's yeah. the reason I sent it to you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, it's all about the people you send it to. Yeah. Because it's like if you if you just want a whole bunch of yes men, then it's no reason to even fucking you know do it. But you know I'll send shit to you. I'll send shit to Tim. Yeah. I'll, you know it's certain people that I send stuff to that I know will tell me this is dope. This is whack. This part needs work. You yeah. know, turn that snare down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know shit like that. You yeah. know what I mean? So I know that going in, and that's what I'm looking for because I want to put out the most polished and best product that I possibly can, and I need people yes to tell me. If that is not the case right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, it's very important. It's very important. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and we're losing out on so much. Like we talked about with Stevie Wonder. Like, can you imagine the level of artists he was around? Oh, man. Who were critiquing him and allowing him to grow mm-hmm. just in that little safe little, you know what I'm saying? That little house. Yeah. Just that little scene. He's going to just getting busy. So by the time he emerged. Right. He was incredible, mm-hmm. but he wasn't that when they signed him. He wasn't completely there, yeah. you know, and, and he needed that period to to strengthen his art. And everybody mm-hmm. does, you know. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, when you start using that word, people can't critique you and uh, yeah. it just fucks it up. Yeah. So that's number f- number four. Hater. All right. We hating. We oh, hate. We gonna be called haters for this one. Oh, I'm, we we done hated worse. We've had some hateful ass episodes on this podcast. Oh yeah, we've been, we've yeah. We're very comfortable with the hate. <laughs> we are comfortable yeah. with our skin of hate. We are one with the hate. It's like oh, you live in the hate. What was that? I was episode? born in the hate. What was the episode we did? Why why new rappers suck <laughs> yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a classic hate. Yeah, that, was, that was straight hate. That yeah. was an hour of that hate. was yeah hour of get off my lawn, <laughs> hating. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, we're like the banes of hatred. This is true. <laughs> you know, yeah. You live in the hate. I was born in it. I was molded in it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, number five, and this is one that's very very important. Mm-hmm. The number five reason why whackness is tolerated is because older artists and writers want to look relevant. I'm going to say that one again. Yeah. Older writers and artists want to look relevant. What does that mean? That means that like the ecosystem of music f- 
at least at least as far as like um, artists are concerned, neighbor bumping over. What are you playing? <laughs> he usually playing some classic funk. I don't know. It sound like some old Motown shit, some old soul shit. <laughs> yeah, he on his motorcycle rolling up with the Motown bumping. That's my man. But anyway, so like the ecosystem of music is this. Think about it. A writer's job is not to tell you about what's old and significant. Mm-hmm. A writer's job is to tell you about what's new and what's next. All right. Right. So like a writer, they're not giving writers. 1500 words to write about why Elogic is still sick, why mm-hmm. Blueprint still got it. Mm-hmm. They'll give you 1500 to write about why such and such is next and right. why everyone needs to be paying attention to him, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the ecosystem of it. If they don't talk about what's new, they feel like they can't bring you back to the website, right. back to the magazine. It's very important to understand that because if you understand that, you understand why older artists are almost systematically pushed to the side right. in favor of newer artists. Yeah. Every time, and 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 new artists are pushed out of the way in favor of even newer artists. Right. It's because that shit makes the machine go. Mm-hmm. New music, new art, and so when you look at it like that, a writer's relevance is based on his ability to present what's new and next at all times. Yeah. Same thing for every single publication you see. So why is whackness tolerated? Because they cannot be honest if they know something is whack because it might be new right it might be new and next right it's it's being honest about new music has been totally de-incentivized mm-hmm. in the music ecosystem yeah i mean same thing as for the fucking radio yeah. i mean i know djs that are on the radio personally and they don't like the shit that they play no but it's their job there's no incentive to there's, play there's, anything yeah any else yeah there's no like in- that's, I mean, hence radio inactive. Right, right. You know, <laughs> like yeah. there's no reason, there's no reason for them to say like, I'm just gonna play dope shit and hope people like it. There's no re- there's right. there's no incentive for that. Which they is, gotta play that new Drake. Which is wild because when you look at the relationship that hip hop had on the radio early on, it was the opposite. That's exactly what it hip-hop was. Hip hop got its place on radio because it was able to prove that we don't have to have hit records on these mix shows. When you listen to a hip hop mix show mm-hmm. back in the day, I know this is some people are too young for this. And they're like, what is that? When we came up, hip hop wasn't played on the radio when we were little kids. Nah. You could only hear it for three hours a night, Friday night from like 10 to one in the morning. Mm-hmm. That was it. You wouldn't hear a single rap song on the radio at all for years and years and years. But what you got during those three hours was some of the most amazing exclusive shit you never heard in your life. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. There was no rotation. Right. They were like, yo, this is the shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play it. Yeah. it. It's dope. Oh, this is a classic. I'm going to play it. And it was it's three dope. hours of different songs. Yes. different. Now songs. you listen to the radio three hours. You hearing the same song. You hearing <laughs> at least three or four of the same songs multiple yeah. times. Every in hour. Three hours. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And so now it's like, yo, hip hop was just trying to prove how dope it was. Now, if you're not playing something new and shunning something old, you are not allowed to be relevant in hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I think that that element, when people understand it, you get to see why guys like um, like a Combat Jack was so successful. Right. Because he kind of was, he broke the mold in the hip hop media, mm-hmm. the rule that said, you're not allowed to have long form conversations with older established artists. Right. You have to talk about, if Lou, Uzi Vert is hot, 
that's who you need to be talking to combat jack Mm -hmm. he was the first guy i can say in the hip-hop press that really really went against the grain and said you know what i'm gonna talk to whoever is the best and who has done something that's dope that needs recognition and has a story to tell Mm -hmm. and that was his criteria it wasn't about oh well the record label spending his budget you got to interview our artist this week because the record comes out this week right he would interview motherfuckers who didn't even drop records right he didn't give a fuck if you dropped in 20 years mm-hmm. if you had a dope story there was a dope conversation to be had he did that yeah but understand that's rare because everything in hip-hop is 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 geared towards embracing the new shit to look relevant and when you are forced to do that, you de-incentivize uh, honesty and talking about what's whack. And it's interesting that something like, you know, the Combat Jack show that was so successful didn't have more, you know, it did, it, it, it kind of showed that you can still win. Yes. By being honest and by really propping up what's actually good in the medium. Yep. As opposed to just what's hot. You know, the the thing about, and, and it's, and it's kind of hard for um, especially websites now yeah. to not, you know, they have to almost to get the clickbait. They have to say, talk about Lil Uzi Vert. They have to talk about the the new song with Future and Drake. They have to do that stuff. I was on um, Twitter and I saw um, a double XL uh, post and it was like, um, um, it said something about, you know, we can't wait to hear about that new. It was something like Lil Uzi and, and somebody collaboration. And I was like, and I, and I respi- replied like, we can wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah, we can. You know what I mean? No like, rush. Yeah, there's no rush to hear. All, you know what I mean? But they but the thing is, like, I honestly don't, you know, it depends on who's you know working there. But I honestly think that a lot of the people that work at those places the, the what's on their iPod Mm-mm. and what they write about two different two things completely different things. completely different things yep and they'll tell you that because all they care about is like you talk about clicks and you know so they can sell ads and and things like that they mm-hmm. don't care about like whether something is actually good that they pump it up which which was crazy because back in the day your reputation was built on being able to yeah. not only predict the future but like yo this guy is next and i'm gonna ride with it. i'm gonna prove to you right you know like think about funk master flex what he did with simon says when that shit dropped oh yeah this motherfucker played Fairmont simon says they said like 20 fucking times in a row mm-hmm. on his fucking show in the middle of the day in new york mm-hmm. and this wasn't even like raucous records didn't have a budget that other labels had right he loved that record so much he played it 20 times in a fucking row mm-hmm. his reputation was at stake yeah. he did it he didn't do it because oh it's just new no he was like i'm writing for this record <laughs> i'm gonna be the first and i'm gonna go down with it mm-hmm. and motherfuckers gave it a chance and that shit is one still one of the dopest you know yeah underground anthems ever oh yeah definitely you know? so that's number five yeah we'll do one more and take a break so number six is why wackness is tolerated number six is because people have no historical context that means that sometimes you don't know what's whack because you grew up at a time where everything is whack yeah what we would define wackness as which we talked about a little bit is that maybe there's a technical element to that as Mm -hmm. well as a musical element right like content so if all you know is people rapping off beat people with whack voices people rhyming the same patterns taking the same pattern someone else making a song that sounds exactly like that if that's all you know then that's okay yeah yeah you have no you have no reference yeah you have no reference point 
Right, because you didn't know of a time before any of those things were unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so we talk about well, why is whackness acceptable? That's a large reason why you have a, a high turnover in hip hop. Yeah. Not only do you have a high fan base, and you have a high artist turnover. Yeah. Won't be around next year. You know. <laughs> Right. He wasn't playing when he said that. Nah. You know, new flavor in your ear. Shit, his ass wasn't around next year. Right. He didn't he barely got this sophomore record. Right. So you think about it, man, it's it's a tough fucking game for mm-hmm. everyone involved. And because it's so high turnover, I mean just think about the hip hop media ten years ago versus today. Oh yeah. Think about we were we were getting reviews. The biggest websites for us were hip hop the uh, hip hop site dot com, hip hop mm-hmm. infinity, yeah. ATAC, um, you know, uh, underground hip hop dot com. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? Yeah. Where are they now, bro? Yeah. Fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Only when it lasted was DX, but DX started later than them. Right. And DX was ran by a lot of cats who started uh, hip hop sites. So they had a little overlapping thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you look at it in a whole, just as far as what we were doing, right. it changed. Sandbox automatic, remember yeah. them? Mm-hmm. Completely gone. Yeah. And uh, the same thing has happened now with, with other media. Uh, you look at all the magazines. How many <sighs> magazines are no longer in print? Most of them. <laughs> I mean, only only hip hop mag that I still see, which isn't necessarily a hip hop mag, but is Wax Poetic. Yeah, and I think they're done now. Are they? Not no, they're done in terms of their large circulation. I just saw something very recently said that Wax Poetic is gonna have to go to like a subscriber only thing, hmm. or something where they just can't do like newsstand shit anymore, or something yeah. like that. It's just gonna be their subscribers fulfillment through their site or some shit like that because they can't yeah. afford to just wow because i know ghetto blaster still prints but I, I think that's subscriber based too yep um but that's really it i don't know any yeah. other hip-hop magazines that actually and there were that dozens i can, when I can go to kroger and yeah. just go buy remember herb yeah elemental elemental mm-hmm. like all these uh accelerator yeah i mean and then i mean fucking double xl what double xl still prints actually yep. um the source yeah you know like th- those were the big ones yeah gone gone and so you know when these institutions are changing so rapidly it's very hard for people to keep track of of, of the history or the, the arc of this thing right, right. and so I, and that's not even their fault you know what i'm saying right like it, it might actually be the fault of the generation before them for mm-hmm. making for not making sure that they knew more Mm-hmm. Because you can't fault a 20-year-old for not knowing about music that came out when he wasn't even born yet. Exactly. Like, if if, if Enter the 36 is, is 25 years old, mm-hmm. and you under 25 and you don't know, that's okay. Yeah, it's not It's not like you gotta know. Yeah, but, but the person who raised you mm-hmm. should have played it around <laughs> you at some point. Right. When you decided you like rap, they should have mm-hmm. like, oh, word? Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Yeah. Up from the 36 chambers. Yeah. That's See, what you should have heard. And it's crazy because I played a lot of that stuff around my kids when they were younger. And they liked it when they were younger until they yeah. started to grow into their own. Yeah. And then they got their own ears. But my kids used to sing along with Aesop Rock hooks in the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how I raised them. But now they're like, you know, they on their own shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they can say that they know. Right. Whether they don't, they might not listen to your music, right? Right. But they know. Yeah. Oh, that shit's significant. Yeah. My pops played that to me. That That's important. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's what we have to do, man. I, I, you it's gonna always be like this mm-hmm. like the, the, the younger generation is gonna always uh, have a disadvantage when it comes to yeah. previous generations music yeah. um, but the previous generation does have some responsibility in making sure that they hear it but I, I, I see I, just looking at the history though yeah, I think 
kind of the last maybe 10, 15 years, this might be more of the only generation that I've, that I've noticed yeah. that doesn't reach back as much. Because, w- yeah. you know, coming up, especially in hip hop, hip hop was built on the breaks. Hip hop was built on older music. Hip hop was built on the funk and the, the soul and all that stuff that was from the 60s that a lot of these kids, they went and got their parents records. Yeah. And scratched it and, you know, played the the drop, you know, for the the where they got the hip hop breaks from. So hip hop is built on reaching back. So, I, I, I mean, in just looking at the 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 development when we were coming up, there was always some reaching back. There was always, you know, development of artists, all of that stuff. I think this is really the only generation. I mean, in the last right, 10, 15 years that don't have doesn't have that that respect and that admiration for what was before them as much. Yeah. And it's our fucking fault. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we have a lot it's to do fault, with it. It's our fault, man. You know, and parents out here trying to look cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that ain't really helping the culture at all. Nah, not you at know. all. So we'll take a quick break. We're back. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way You can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word weightless.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So, there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. 
those guys. Yup. Back for the last soiree mm-hmm. of bullet points and such. <laughs> and so we done gave y'all uh, six joints. We got two more to get out uh, to y'all about why whackness is tolerated. And, uh, you know, number seven, mm-hmm. this is a real one. Mm-hmm. And reason number seven why whackness is tolerated is that there are more choices now. Yeah. And I'll let you dive in on that. Yeah. I mean, basically, if I hear some whack shit, I know that I can just find something else that's not whack. You know, I don't have to. And I don't have to go in and say like, well, you know, I don't like this. I don't. It's just like, OK, I can flip. It's just like radio. I can flip the station. Yeah. And always find something that's going to appeal to me because there's such a bigger you know pond of fish now you know back in the day you didn't have as i mean there was a lot of rappers don't get me wrong but there was a small community of rappers and because of the development and the shit that we've talked about yet i mean already they were pretty polished for the most part granted there was whack shit back then too don't get us wrong but but it was less because there was less because everything was less right like i've thought about you saying it's like when we were coming up, there were maybe four good releases every month. Maybe. Right? Like one good hip hop release. You know, you might have 12 to 15 good records a year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you see that every week. Yeah. You know, it's probably 20 to 50 releases every week. Yeah. That someone who has a following or that are jockeying for position on the the news websites and the outlets and and the attention Mm -hmm. that's pretty fucking crazy yeah you know so it's like so much more music but you're absolutely right because now due to apps like spotify pandora music discovery youtube yeah you don't have to say okay well fuck this guy's record right you can just say you can just quietly say it to yourself and choose something. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to publicly say disavow. This, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You can just be like, oh, I ain't feeling it. Great. Next joint. Protest with your feet, man. Yeah. You just walk out, go yeah. somewhere else. You don't Straight have to up. sit there and be subject to whackness. You can right. just two mouse clicks and you got something else. Yeah. And, and not only that, it's going to recommend you shit that's right. dope now. That's more in vain of what you like. Right. That's why people create, you know, like you talked about with Spotify and yeah. YouTube and stuff, you create your own playlist. Yeah. So it's like, I like this kind of music. Play me music that's like this kind of music. Yep. And most likely, and usually it doesn't steer you wrong. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm at work and I put on the Bjork um, um, Pandora station, I like everything that's on there because I like Bjork. You know what yeah. I mean? Or whoever I'm listening to. Like, it's going to play me shit that's in the vein of what I like. So I'm not going to really run into anything that I think is whack. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I can more control the stream of music that's coming at me. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, you only having us having like two radio stations, three radio stations when we were younger and not really having choice. And that's a beautiful thing, actually, when you think about it, because it shows that like sometimes it, whackness is tolerated not in the sense that we accept it and condone it, but mm-hmm. in the sense that it's not worth talking about. Right. It's not worth the time because and, you know, maybe we feel better about sharing our favorite artists mm-hmm. now because the ability to share has increased so much. Right. Whereas not before you could only share with people you knew. Yeah. Because you, you you only had tapes. Yeah. There that, was no Internet. That you know was what it. Saying? You had tapes and CDs. So you had to physically give that to somebody. Yeah. And you it couldn't. took time to make a tape. Yes. It was real time. Real time. Like You couldn't just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to burn this hours worth. Of- no, you're making a 
tape. You had to sit there through every fucking song, yeah, man. And push record. Yeah. Pause, and every know? time you made a copy, the quality got less. <laughs> right. So it was different. It was harder to share. Now, now it's so much easier mm-hmm. that maybe part of like this whole thing is that people, they don't even really tolerate the whackness. They're just like, I know it's over there, but I'm over here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. I don't just, need to go over there. Just don't make me listen to it. Right. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, last joint. Last joint. Last donut of the night. Why whackness is tolerated. Reason number eight is because you can sneak this and get away with it all day. I can't. I can't even count the number of times I've seen articles about rapper says such and such line about such and such rapper. Mm-hmm. Then within 24 hours, that rapper who said it will say, oh, I wasn't even dissing him, man. I was just, you know, having I was just fun. talking. Just my opinion. I was having fun. I didn't, I, I didn't mean it like that. You know what I mean? Like when they're writing this shit, they're like, man, Eminem is trash. Right. And then Tweet. when. <laughs> And then when the shit come out, it's a fan like, oh, I didn't mean that about Eminem. I didn't mean it that way. I was talking about Eminem's trash uh, <laughs> needing to be taken out. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, you were. You were dissing. Yeah. But now they get the disguise as a sneak dissing before you couldn't get away with that. You nah. could not say somebody's name on a record and then just clarify with a tweet and all the beef would be done. Yeah. If you called somebody whack, it, you just called them whack. Yeah, be prepared. Yeah, be prepared for to, whatever's gonna happen. To back that shit up, <laughs> right? Right. You know, depending on who you call whack, right? Because some people ain't having it. Nah, you, physically they be at you, yeah. or lyrically they be at you, yeah. but they'll on be wax. at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you lucky if it's on wax. You, you lucky, <laughs> lucky. You would prefer it. Yeah. So now it's like because people can kind of throw little jabs and take them back. Mm-hmm. No one's calling out the wax shit no more. Yeah, they're just pretending to kind of call it out, but they're mm-hmm. playing it safe. Yeah, and like I, Post Malone is a great example. Yeah, he dissed the whole culture. Ain't nobody saying shit. Ain't nobody still, saying shit. They still doing records with him. They yep. still buying his shit. Still playing his records. Still playing his records on the hip hop stations that he said hip hop was whack. Basically, yeah, is don't what talk he said. about shit. Yeah, and they still buying his records. Yeah, co-signing him. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Cause it's he, okay. And, and and somebody came out and dissed him before. I feel like it was the only cats I've seen actually diss people now is Odd Future. Yeah, of course, because they don't give a fuck. And you know what? Also, they own and control their own shit. Yes, they do. So can't nobody block them. <laughs> yeah, that's what's important. So is it? Is no irony that the only crew who can be honest about what they think of other people's music is the only crew who owns all their masters, mm-hmm. runs their own label, and no one can control. Yeah, <laughs> no one can blackball them. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the um the uh, Dame um yeah. the Dame Dash. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. You can say what the fuck you want to say. No one can blackball you when you're the one writing a check. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, man, that's number eight. Yeah, that's it. All right. So, uh, yeah, let me think. We got, uh, what, eight joints? Read them back? Yeah. Call it evening. Okay. So, number one, why whackness is tolerated. Uh, the generational difference. Everybody gets a trophy this generation. Reason number two, why whackness is tolerated. Um, growth is now public. Reason number three bypassing of local checks and balances number four the word hating ruined critique reason number five older artists and writers want to look relevant reason number six people have no historical context reason number seven you have more choices now and reason number eight you can sneak this and get away with it mm-hmm. and yeah next time you're wondering like why is this shit still happening this is why exactly and it, it probably will always be this way 
Yeah, I mean, it's just going to get worse now. Yeah. This is going to get worse. (laughs) I think so. I think the quality of everything is probably just going to be degraded. Yeah. It's it's, unfortunate. It's hard to change the nature of this shit, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it, man. And uh, see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>